from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff. Jeff? Jeff, where are you? There's no visibility. I can't see shit. Jeff, where are you? This dark magical blizzard obscures us. For scheduling is difficult for two adults in the podcasting world. So we must separate. We must divide and conquer. We must record in two different days, in two different locations, to create two fantasy children. But yes, uh, welcome all to All My Fantasy Children, Dark Magical Blizzard Edition, where this week you're joined by just me. It's just me. Jeff and I have been separated by the Dark Magical Blizzard known as ske- Hurricane Scheduling. And so you're going to make a character with me. And when I say you are, I'm talking to the wonderful people in our Discord channel right now who are joining me live for this recording. And we're going to bounce ideas back and forth and make a fantasy character and their backstory powered by listener prompts. But anyway, um, we're going to dive right in. What's getting me excited this week are right now the lovely people in our Discord. Y'all look wonderful in your tiny bubbles. And I'm so looking forward to making a character with y'all. So let's... Get this poppin'. Um, so the prompt this week comes to us from our Discord. The brilliant mind of Sparklefish. Prompt. Risks were made for taking, and that's just what I'll do. So that's our prompt this week. I know it sounds like these boots were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. And that's great, because it kind of it, it gave me this really evocative image initially. So I've been thinking a lot lately, as I am, I'm not old, but I'm not a kid. So kind of my thought process lately has been that unfortunate trade-off you have when you want to do certain things and you have obligations of um, feeling like you're neglecting something every time you make a decision. So every time that I'm visiting home because I want to see friends and family, you know, a foolish part of me is like, you could have been auditioning for projects online. You could have been editing the show. You could have been writing fiction, you know, and I'm trying to still figure that out as we go along because I really want to figure out a nice balance between creative and personal life. And like having my cake and eating it too, going to every wedding, hanging out with my uh, friend's children when they're born, you know, spending a lot of time with my parents and my sibling, things like that, seeing friends and family doing that. Um, so risks were made for taking, and that's just what I'll do. The, the character that I'm getting initially is someone who is perhaps past their adventuring prime, uh, someone who had done a bit of adventuring and left everything in the rearview mirror. You know, they drove really fast to their life destination, and the pit stops along the way were just blurs outside the mirror. Everything passed them by. They got what they wanted, but then when they crossed that finish line, they thought, what's left? And the initial image I have is, so this adventurer, let's let's roll for their pronouns. Shazah. Six. So they are uh, an adventurer that has passed their prime. Uh, They're a little older. They're a little wiser. They've 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 been there. They've been to the peak. They have done you know what they want to do. They're they were an adventurer. They got hmm. What was their goal? I'll throw this to the Discord. What was their overall goal as an adventurer? You know, like what were they after? What was the thing as their adventurer that they got? They got it. It was accomplished. Rescuing a relative. Okay, I'll take that. 
That works for me. So a rescued a relative, it's just a kind of a throwaway detail where their entire life it was dedicated to, I'll combine it with, to see something like Northern Lights, escaping the gilded cage, seeing the sights. Jeez, these are good. So they had a relative. It was their brother. Their brother was trapped in the gilded cage that's from Yule Slime. And, you know, the only way to do it was to gather the power of the Northern Lights, that's from Sparklefish, and, you know, they shot a beam out of their sword and freed their relative. Whatever. That chapter of their life is complete. And I want to flash back real quick to their childhood, to their childhood friend. Um, Their childhood friend and them made a bond as kids that together they would see... They would see what is the end of the world. You know how every fantasy story has kind of like that end of the world feel, like the edge of the planet, the edge of the map, and you can fall off or like what lies beyond the horizon. And of course, like in fantasy, there are people who are want to think the same. You know, there's that kind of idea is going to be prevalent where it's like, what's beyond, what's beyond, what's beyond. And in a world that kind of is infinite in terms of scale compared to our own that's, you know, that's going to be pretty typical. So the image that I've always wanted to kind of throw out into the show and something that I've always thought about that I enjoy is, you hear this, New York? You hear this? This image that I've been trying to get into the show is the idea that there is a region in fantasy that y'all are going to build with me. Um, and in that region, there is a mountain or a tree or something. And atop of this mountain or this gigantic, enormous tree... There is an enormous owl, and when I say enormous, I'm thinking like, you know, 300 stories tall, and it's perched atop the tree or the mountain, and it's watching over, and it's asleep. It's very silent. It's very, it's like a watchful, it's like an observer, but it's resting. You know, no one knows what it's there for, and no one knows what it's there to do, but people think that it's kind of like the barrier at the end of the world. Ooh, Crater Lake. Mountaintop, the apex of creation. Oh, dip. So there is a mountain. I want to, this is the image I'm going to paint for you from our Discorders. Um, the mountain is known, the region is called the apex of creation by our character. Uh, their name at the moment is, oh, geez, what's their culture, Discordia? Dragon and an elf. They're a gnome. And so they are, where they're from is kind of this area of fantasy, this grassland outside of what we've discussed so far. It's beautiful, it's lush, it's farmy, but it's also kind of modern in that way that like they use really wonderful, uh, brilliant technology to make their lives really easy, and they're half dragon, half elf, and they have grown up here, this is where they left for their adventure. Their name is what? Help me out here. Chestnut Waffle. Okay, Fox Winter, you win. Chestnut Waffles is their name. <laughs> so Chestnut Waffles is from this farm region where high tech, but also an appreciation. It's an appreciation for simple things, an appreciation for farming and like providing for people, whatever. So Chestnut Waffles is from this place. And Chestnut, as a child, had a friend. And they had decided that they wanted to see the end of the world. They wanted to see the great owl at the apex of creation. They wanted to see this owl that's perched atop this mountain that lies over this crater lake that's filled with this beautiful emerald green water. And as you were to dive deeper into the water, it turns to kind of like shades of like a beautiful metallic purple. 
And as you keep going down, it just gets darker and darker. The shades of purple deepen and deepen. And no one knows it's the bottom of this lake. But everyone knows that when you gaze into the crater, what gazes back at you is the visage of this beautiful, jet majestic, cosmic owl that seems to just be sleeping. You know, you are but a speck beneath the foot of this owl. As you stare up at it, its majesty is kind of impossible to gauge. You can only compare yourself to, like, you'd be able to, like, ride a single, the tip of a single feather if you were to try to ride this owl. Like, that's how small you'd be. But anyway, Chestnut Waffles was an adventurer, and Chestnut Waffles saved their brother, and now they are a little older, and they're sitting in the town of, what was the town called? Did we name it? The town of Gert. I like the town of Gert. <laughs> Gert is Sparklefish. So I have to, this one is a prompt submitter against the first priority in this one because the town of Gert is very good. It's a farming community of Gert where, you know, um, that means that Chestnut Waffles grew up this really cool life of like experiencing being a farmhand you know, being trained in the way of the sword and, you know, having the freedom to be an adventurer and come and go as they pleased. So it's kind of this like free thinking, cool, non-traditional like fantasy town where it's like you set out and you become an adventurer and you never come back. Like, no, you can always come back to Gert. Gert will welcome every denizen with open arms when they come back. So, and the, oh, Gert and the Golden Sea Plains is a very good name for it. The region is the Golden Sea Plains and nestled in these fields of waving gold where you hear the of machinery and the and a friendly hello, stranger, as you approach uh, Gert. You, you know, you feel warm. You feel at home. You know, it's a small town feel with high tech. Anyway, back to the story of Chestnut Waffles. So Chestnut has done it. They did it. And they're sitting in their town of Gert because they've come back. And they're a little older now. They're a little wiser. You know, they've seen the thing. And they come home expecting, you know, they brought their brother home. And everyone's like, you did it, Chestnut. Like, you're the hero of the town. Um, You know, you, wow, yay. You know, they're all celebrating. And they're like, where is my, what's their friend's name? I sound like Dora the Explorer, by the way, and I love it. So, okay, okay, I dig with Jamie Hazelnut, Chestnut, Chestnut Waffles and Jamie Hazelnut. Um, so Jamie Hazelnut, they're not there. You know, Chestnut comes home and they're looking and they're like, okay, the person I, I'm so excited to spread this news with is, is Jamie. Where's Jamie? Excuse me, have you seen Jamie Hazelnut? What? But it's, it's been a while. J.B. Hazelnut is, of course, you know, this time has passed. People live lives. People go out. People exist when you're not there. You know, when you're not in a place, when you're not at home, when you're out doing the thing, when you're on your grind, life is continuing all around you. Jamie Hazelnut has unfortunately passed on. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of no's. <laughs> but it's okay because Chestnut, well, it's not okay. <laughs> so Chestnut Waffles has to sit and think, what did I miss? What facets of my best friend's life? Like, yes, this was a noble quest to save my brother, but I've missed out on something. And as a kid, they had made a promise. I mentioned this before, that they would see the apex of creation. It was the apex of creation, right? So they wanted to see the apex of creation. And this is someone, you know, I want you to imagine Chestnut Waffles looking in the mirror and being like, Where, when did I get my parents' face? When did I become, like, you know, old? When did life pass me by? 
What other stories have I missed out on? Like, I think when they come back, it's like, where's the general store? It used to be right over there. They're like, oh, Chestnut, you've been gone for years. Chestnut's not there anymore. There's a new owner, and they moved. They moved towns. You know, they where where's the the old machinery? Oh man, where's old Bessie? I used to ride old Bessie and harvest all that corn. Oh man, and when I used to ride Bessie, everyone would wave it. All those all those people are gone, Chestnut. All those people are gone. It's just different now, I guess. And Chestnut now, as someone who is a little longer in the tooth, is a little adventuring, they sheath their sword. They lay it at their bedside. They put it under the bed. They take off their adventuring boots. And dang it, they put on their hiking boots. And they say, I'm going. I'm never missing this now. I'm never going on another adventure again. I'm going to do the things that I've wanted to do. I've let so much of my life pass me by that I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and I'm going to see the apex of creation and I'm going to bring Jamie Hazelnut's, what weapon did they use? In their life, what did Jamie Hazelnut wield? Or what is a, what's a token of Jamie Hazelnut's? So whatever you put in, I'm just going to meld them all together. <laughs> Several people are typing. <laughs> okay, so what this is, what they bring with them, uh, they're, they're kind of their token of Jamie Hazelnut that Chestnut Waffles brings with them to the apex of creation. The thing that they pack and they wrap real tight and safe. Whoa, that's a dope thing. I learned what a Beck de Corbin is, and it's fucking bomb. Um, but also, so it's a Beck de Corbin with chains wrapped around it. You know, it kind of has that cool, you know, chain look around it. And But it's as dull as a butter knife. It's strictly ornamental. And the sad thing is, this is the picture I want to paint for you. It's not going to be kind of like a traditional All My Fantasy Children. I'm going to kind of do what I'm strong at, which is kind of hopefully giving you images of things. Jamie Hazelnut was not a warrior in their life. They were passed down this thing at some point. What's their name? Chestnut? Chestnut Waffles goes to Jamie Hazelnut's house. I can't believe I am actually remembering these. These are very challenging. Let me type them out, actually, before I keep going. So... Chestnut Waffles goes to the house of Ch- uh, Jamie Hazelnut, and they find this this weapon. And I, oh, we're naming it the Wolf Tooth Club, though. I, I can't click that image right now because I think my computer might crash. But the Wolf Tooth Club is this weapon that they find in Jamie Hazelnut's house. And they're like, wait, was Jamie an adventurer? What is this? It's so dull. It's almost ornamental. And it's this lesson to them. I think when they find out that Jamie passes, they go to Jamie's old house. And then, you know, there's a lot of well-wishers in there. There's a lot of friends. No one recognizes chestnut waffles. And that's like a hard pill to swallow. That everyone there is like, wow, Jamie lived a life after I left. Uh, no one, I don't know anyone here. You would think it's people from the olden days. But then again, I've been gone for a long time. And so they find the Wolf Tooth Club. They find this butter knife, dull spear weapon wrapped in chains. And they pick it up. And someone's like, oh, that? Oh, man, the story is I could tell you about that. Oh, goodness. But they don't. Chestnut Waffles, this is a lesson to be like, you know, this is all just piling on tons of issues onto Chestnut Waffles of like, you missed a life and I'm never doing it again. And it was in that moment that they're like, there are stories that are tied to this thing, that this wolf tooth club that you'll never know, that you weren't a part of, that you wish you could have been, but you were out slaying dragons, you were killing worms, you were out, you know, diving into dungeons, doing fantasy dungeon crawler shit. You were doing, living the adventure dream. And that was great, 
But unfortunately, the consequence was you missed everything in your small town, which is a hard thing. You know, this consequence is real. So this lesson to them was now is the time. If I don't get out now, if I don't leave Gert now, you know, and if I don't do our dream, if I don't accomplish our dream of seeing, let me type this so I remember, Apex of Creation and Gert. Um, If I don't see the Apex of Creation now, I never will. I don't want to live with that. I want to be able to lay the wolf tooth club at the apex of creation. I want to wake the owl. I want them to be wherever Jamie Hazonut is. I want them to look at me, to see me, to feel me doing our, doing our goal and knowing that we did it. I did it. At least one of us got to the apex of creation and something that's kind of going to tug about chest chug tug at chestnut waffles is the fact that maybe Jamie Hazelnut saw the apex of creation. Maybe they went there. Maybe they woke the great owl, but they'll never know. It's always going to be a mystery to them. So they pack up the Wolf Tooth Club. They strap on their hiking boots. They put on their adventuring gear. And this is where I'm going to roll on an item from Arcane Artifacts and Curious Curios. Because, of course, they need something magical. They need magical items if they're an adventurer. And now I want uh, someone in the Discord. I don't know if we have a dice rolling app. I might just be talking out of my butt. But if you can roll me 1d20 and tell me what you get. Dang, that was fast as fuck. (laughs) So, going with Sparklefish 8. No offense, I'm not picking favorites. So this is really dope, and I'm very happy with it. 28. Necklace of the Wolf Moon. Appearance, a large canine tooth stained with age, dangling from a rough leather strap. Enchantment, allows the user to polymorph into a wolf at will. However, there is a 5% chance the user will forget themselves and become feral. No, we're not doing that. But basically, it lets them become a wolf, which is fucking dope. Okay, so this is what I'm going to say from this. Uh, there, the, the Wolf Tooth Club... The weapon, the ornamental weapon by ja- from Jamie Hazelnut, um, lodged in the blade is this really ornate, uh, large canine tooth stained with age. And it's dangling from a leather strap at the bottom of the wolf tooth club from Jamie Hazelnut's big, big, big spear warhammer thing. And Chester, Chestnut Waffles knows that this isn't like a weapon for adventuring. And also their days of that are over. So they they snap it off the leather strap and they fasten it into a necklace and they wear it. And when they do, poof, turn into a wolf. Twilight Princess style, super dope. And when they kind of, let's say, what's the enchantment for kind of turning it on? Like, how do they, how do you become a wolf? Like, how do you enact it? How do you, you know, how do you make this thing happen? What do you say? What do you do? <laughs> you howl, Arr! Per- all right, right. The, they have spoken. They have spoken. How do- so the first time is just putting it on, you know, and then when they try to speak as a wolf, all that comes out is a really nice, and magically, boom, they're back, and they're back in their, uh, their, their gnome form, their dragon elf form, and that's dope, and I'm obsessed. So, in review, Chestnut Waffles is heading toward the apex of creation, and they can transform into a fucking wolf on command. By they also have to awkwardly howl first. So, moving on, they set out. They put on their hiking boots. They have the wolf tooth club, 
And hold on, let me write this down. And does anybody want to name the amulet? The necklace of the wolf moon is very good, but if anybody wants to change the name, I'm down. Oh, fuck. The fang's heart is very good. The lycamulet is very good. The amulet of the pack, the the heart. Oh, it's the heart of the pack. Oh, it's the heart of the pack. Oh, God, it's good. Okay, so they, they, they have the heart of the pack. That's all they bring. And they're on the way to the apex of creation. They're walking. You know, travel and fantasy is rough. You walk. They get there. They're staring up at this region. You know, it takes years. Flashing forwards. You know, they're there. They are standing, like, at the cusp, like, at the zone entrance. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. They're at the zone entrance of the apex of creation. They have journeyed for years. They've, they travel the entire way, Chestnut Waffles, using the heart of the pack. They go there by wolf. See if you can imagine this dope anime opening of the sun rising and setting in the horizon. And this wolf is just running along, and different scenery is changing as they go. You know, they're silhouette in the moon is the wolf you know the wolf t-shirt i'm wearing a wolf t-shirt right now you know the as people see the wolf running by they start selling wolf t-shirts in fantasy t wolf t-shirts become the most popular thing because everyone's like oh my god look at this that's the dopest shit i've ever seen look at this wolf running along traveling the world and everyone gets real into it but they don't know what's going on but anyway i digress they get to the apex of creation They gaze up at this owl, and now I want y'all to tell me, we're going to flesh out the apex of creation. What are some details about this region? And we're going to go around, and we're going to chat about it. What do you want this region to look like? We know that there's a crater lake. We know that there's a giant mountain with a cosmic, gigantic sleeping owl on top. Can it be woken? Mountain loamy soil, mountains, and evergreens. Love that. One bench! Oh, fuck. That's very good. All right. There are a long line of other peaks. There are, Fox Winter says, there are a long line of other peaks, and the wind howls mournfully between them. Yule Slime says, rumors that the creators are actually the claws of one of the astral dragons. What is an astral dragon? God damn. Ruins of a bench. One bench. Ruins. Okay, so we're combining all of this. So... We zoom out from the perspective of this wolf. Chestnut waffles. They're back into their dragon elf form. And they gaze up at the cosmic owl as it stares at nothing. Eyes shut, clearly resting. And they're like, it's real. Jamie, we did it. Like, we're, uh, we're here. All that's left now is to wake it or to see what adventure lies in this region. Like, I want to I take you everywhere. I think, okay, what is their goal? Is it like spreading ashes? Do they want to like, okay, their goal is to climb to the mountain at the foot of this owl and plant the wolf tooth club. They want to stick it into the mountain. And that's where the lie staring out at all creation. So we look at this region and what we see is this mountainous craggy region and spears of evergreen trees dart up like arrows it looks like a quiver of arrows from far away there's so many just poking up as if the tips of arrows dart you know dot the mountainside uh there's the crater lake is surrounded on all sides by these it's immense 
from where Chestnut is standing, they're still about a mile away from even the base of the apex of creation, which is the mountain. That's the name of the mountain. The crater lake is just, it looks like it's surrounded by spikes. There are so many of these evergreen trees. And it Within the evergreens, like underneath of them, and sometimes like kind of twisting them and bending them, are the ruins of a long forgotten castle. That's from Juliaria, because you gotta have it. They are absolutely right. There's these ruins of like buildings and structures and castle battlements and towers that are just like riddling the landscape, and like it's impossible to tell what they make out, like what they were once for. And part of Chestnut just wonders, like, how much of the world there is still left to uncover, just like Aaron is sitting here thinking the same thing. Foxwinter says, there are a long line of other peaks and the wind howls mournfully between them. So a weather note that I want to take from that is, in this region, on uh, the apex of creation, the wind is almost dangerous. The wind weaves between the trees and this, this mountain range that's all dwarfed by this immense mountain, the apex of creation. And the winds that come from this region, from, from the coast, we'll say, and even what's strange is even around the crater lake seems like these winds swirl and these gusts and torrents, and they all seem to come from the crater lake, and they press outward and they weave in and out of the pine trees, and they blow so hard that chestnut waffles, like, their chest is almost, like, it's pressed by the wind. The force is so strong. It blows their hair back. What they see, though, at the crater lake is a single bench. It's a single bench that sits right in front with the perfect view of the owl. And so immediately it catches their eye, and they stroll down to it. It takes a long time. It takes days to reach this bench. I'll be real with y'all. Um, small hiking shelters line the path of the peak. That's what I was thinking! So it takes days. They're journeying. They, they, it's, a, it's a mile, I said. It's not that far. But it takes several days to walk against the strain of this wind, because sometimes it's very cold. Sometimes the wind is almost a reprieve from the oppressive heat that they're feeling some days. The weather seems to just change at the drop of a hat. But eventually, after days, after campsites, after bouncing from abandoned campsite to abandoned campsite, from learning these tiny details at each one where a lot of them will just say, keep going, press on, you can do this, or like, I think I'm going to turn back, you know, the apex of creation is too tall, this is too great a feat. Some say wind too strong. I'm getting the images of like Dark Souls when you find those like the chalk signs in the ground. They're like monster ahead. You know, some might say that. But Chestnut Waffles presses on. And every time they go to sleep, their dream is always interrupted by strong sounds of winds. But they dream of being a kid every single night on their journey. In their dream of being a child, they always see Jamie Hazelnut. And it's something where they're on an adventure, and it's something that Chestnut Waffles did when they were an adult. They did it in the height of their adventuring, and at their side is Jamie Hazelnut, and the two of them are back-to-back -back battling. You know, Jamie has the wolf tooth club, and Chestnut has their long-forgotten sword that's now resting at, the, at their bed at Girt. And every night it's the same dream. They're on an adventure, and they wake up thinking it's real. They wake up with the biggest smile. And they feel the chill of that wind whoosh, blowing through their clothes. 
gives them a shiver. But they know that this is right. They know that this is what Jamie would have wanted. So they press on, and they push, and they walk, until one day, they're hardened, by the way. This has changed Chestnut Waffles. This, of all the things that they've done in their life, of all the challenges that they've overcome, they get to this bench, they put their hand on it, and they say, this was the hardest thing. All of the, We say it takes years to get to the apex of creation. All of those days running with the, with the heart of the pack, all of those things that they've seen, that they, they said no along this journey. I'm not going to do what I did as an adventurer. I'm not going to let everything pass by. When they saw something that they wanted to stop at on the way, they stopped. I just punched my pop filter because I'm gesticulating so much. At every town that they're like, ooh, that diner looks super good, they stop. Every adventurer that's like, help, help, I need you. Or just someone being like, can you run me an errand? I have a fetching quest. Or just anything that they want to do, stop and see the sunset. They do not burn their way to the apex of creation. Because that would be wrong. That would not be what Jamie Hazelnut wants. And the sad thing is, Junior Wizard, is Chestnut Waffles doesn't even know if that's what Jamie would want. Ah! But anyway... They did it. They lived a life. They finally got to see what it's like to be an adventurer, to chase your dreams, to be a dream chaser, to quote Wild Arms, a source of all my inspiration, to chase something and go after it and say, I want to do that. And it's going to be what I want. And I'm going to do it. I'm going after it. I'm going to stop at this diner. I'm going to enter this pie eating contest. Or maybe they even would stop at towns and it's like, you know, the next festival of the moon happens in a month. And they thought... I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a month in this town. I'm going to see what it's like to live in the town of Summer's Grove. And in Summer's Grove, you know, the Festival of the Moon only comes, you know, at this time of year, I'm going to wait. And they become a resident. They make friends. They live a life. They love. They eat. They dance. They become part of the community. And then, boom, they move on when they're ready. But anyway, we come back to the apex of creation. The wind is swirling. There's almost this, it's almost stronger all around them as they lay their hand on the bench. The wind's not blowing on them anymore. It's just surrounding them. They put their hand on the bench and they think, I did it. One down, one part down. And they take a seat at the bench and they run their hand along this wood. It's this beautiful carved wood. They must have thought, an artist, only an artisan uh, carpenter could have made this. Someone who dedicated their life to woodworking, and it's made with these pine trees. And when I've laid my hands on them, they, they were impossibly tough. Oh my goodness. Like, the, these trees are, they're comparable to like the tungsten. I've been watching a lot of Dr. Stone. Tungsten of our world, where they're like impossibly, so someone to carve this, they must be one, powerful, two, a genuine artisan, and two, three, wonderful to create such a lovely bench. <laughs> and as they're rubbing their hand along the wood and examining the grain and the craftsmanship, their finger catches something. They're like, what the little divot? And they go to examine it. And it's a J and an H carved in. And they think, no, that's impossible. No, it couldn't be Jamie. No, no, no. Jamie wouldn't. There's no way. It had to have been. And as they, of course, Start. They jump to their feet. Chestnut ex examines every last inch of this bench, scanning it for any other message. And lo and behold, they find another indentation. And it says, if you find this, you'll know what to do. It was good seeing you again. 
And, you know, they, of course, have to take a moment to be like, did they know that I'd never come back? Did they know that I would never come back to Gert? Did they think I was dead? Did they think I would never come home? Did they think I hated them? Did the Jamie worry that, you know, I would never come back to Gert, that I had forgotten about them? They went, they took this journey without me. They took this journey for themselves. They took it for us. And now I'm taking it for us. We both are here. We're both together at the apex of creation. Jamie Hazelnut stopped because they knew that they left everything for me. It was a puzzle. It was almost something that was intended. They left the wolf tooth club behind for me to take this journey so that I could plant it at the top. That's my best friend. And I didn't leave anything behind. We've lived two separate lives, but we've always known what we've wanted. We'd known each other so well. And damn it, I'm going to go up there and leave this behind for them. So Chestnut does it. Chestnut uh, walks around because swimming across the lake sounds terrifying. So I think they take the long way. And they walk around the crater lake and they manage to get to the apex of creation. And the damnedest thing when they get there is their entire lives. They thought when they got to the apex of creation that this was the end of the world, that this was it. This was the edge of the map. They were going to see the cosmic owl that only a few people have ever known about, that no one has ever seen, that it's just myth. This is a myth. This is like a sea monster on the ancient maps of our world. It's just speculation. It's just hearsay. And when they get to the apex of creation, to the foot of the mountain, when they step out from those pine trees, the first thing they see is a path to the top that hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of adventurers have walked to the top and have seen the world from the foot of the cosmic owl. This story has played out millions of times over the course of fantasy, Chestnut Waffles and Jamie Hazelnut were not the only people to live this romantic dream. And so they walk the path. They walk to the top. They reach it. It takes no time at all. It is not a struggle. Yes, Yule Slime says the path is littered in candles and carved items, and they could not be closer to the truth. It's a beautiful scene of candles that have that still burn magically, mementos laid out for loved ones, for friends, for family. Some people have pictures taken with like a selfie that's like them reaching the the crater lake or the top of the mountain. There's messages written saying, I'll never forget you, or we did it. I did it for you. Thanks, Dad, for believing in me. You know, messages to loved ones, just lovely, lovely tidbits. It's a beautifully decorated, there are structures built that are saying things like, don't forget to take a sip of water, and there's a basin you can draw from. There are messages cheering people on to reach the top. And it says, don't forget to leave something behind, but make sure it counts. And these chestnut waffles smiles as they venture forward. They do this wolf tooth club in hand. Oh, Fox Winter, that's a beautiful detail. Wind chimes, it's singing in the trees. People leave mementos dangling from the trees. And as you walk, people leave wind chimes. People create wind chimes. And this is the end of their journey. This is the end of Chestnut Waffle's journey. So they find this beautiful wind chime that just resonates with them. It's this beautiful emerald color. 
It's a. It's almost made of emerald. It is made of emerald. It's an emerald wind chime that clangs together, and they swear when they hear it, it's the song of Gert. It's the festival song of the town of Gert. And they're like, someone else had to have been here from Gert. This is a Gert wind chime. This is what we would have used if we would have made one of these. Oh my goodness. And they take the heart of the pack, they snap off that giant wolf tooth, and they hang it from the bottom of the wind chime, and they give it a little tap, and they hear the ding, 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 ding. And that's their contribution, because they get to the foot of this cosmic owl, and they stare out from the top of the apex of creation. They see so much of the world, and they see how far the world stretches beyond what either of their imaginations could have been. They see lands, they don't see the edge, they see lands of all kinds. They see lands that look just like Gert. They see lands that look nothing like Gert. They see kingdoms in the clouds. They see kingdoms underwater. And it brings them to tears because they think, we did it. We saw it. We saw everything together. And they take that second, and they raise the wolf tooth club high into the sky, and they slam it down into a rock, and it lets out a deafening, and they swear in that reverberation as the vibration rustles through their fingers. They can hear a song, a word. We did it. Together. And the beautiful thing is, Chestnut Waffles stays the rest of their life walking the earth, trying to see how many locations they can see, how many towns they can stay in. You know, the owl doesn't matter. Waking it up doesn't matter. It's about the sight. It's about the the owls for another time, by the way. Um, the, it's about the sights. It's about seeing that no matter what you've done, you can't do everything. You know, your time is limited but it's about doing what you want, and it's about doing what makes you happy. And so when Chestnut Waffles passes away, after exploring thousands of locations, just by foot, spending time, living life, experiencing other cultures, Chestnut Waffles has lived a life on their terms. And when they pass away, and that voice says, do you wish to join us in the stars, Chestnut Waffles? They hear another one that says, come on, I've been waiting for you. Let's do this together. And they reach out their hand, and they hear, they feel another hand grab theirs and pull them high into the stars. And they become a constellation together. The constellation kind of image I'm thinking here is the Gemini, thinking the Gemini twins, where they cling so close to each other so they don't fly off into space. So we're getting a lot of answers from the Discord. And I saw wolf, owl, owl eyes, a pack of wolf, and we're trying to figure out what to call it. And I want to go with the duo. And when you call upon the duo, you're calling upon its sigil, which is an owl wolf. Take that as you will. The wolf. Um, And when you do, a simple bench appears like that. And it just beckons you to sit at it. You know, when, when you sit on this bench, it gives you all the time you need to think and reflect and make a decision. And if you need someone to talk to, the pair will appear. The duo. It might not be Chestnut Waffles or Jamie Hazelnut, but their spirit, the spirit of togetherness, the spirit of chasing after what you want, their true essence, which is going after your dreams and keeping people close in your heart and always keeping people close and remembering to follow what you truly believe in and fill your heart with love. 
That is what comes to you. And that is what I will leave you on. The story of Chestnut Waffles and Jamie Hazelnut, the great pair that led to the constellation, the duo, the Owl Wolf. Dang, wowza, that was a doozy. Thank you all for joining me in Discordia. Um, this was wonderful. You are all so fucking tremendous in making that story. Um, I cannot thank you enough. And thank you, listener, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Sparklefish, in our Discord, a wonderful member of our Discord, um, that submitted the prompt. And if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are so many ways you can do it. I will try to list them off as easily as Jeff. I know I edit the episodes and I've heard it 150 times, but you can post them to our Twitter page at AMFC underscore Discord. Don't forget (laughs) at AMFC underscore podcast. Don't forget to follow our Twitter. That's our main source of chattering. Um, Don't forget, you can post them to our Discord page at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. And you can post them to our Discord at uh, bit.ly. I already said that. Oh boy. And you can find them on our website amfc allmyfantasychildren.com i'm very nervous if you can't tell um there you'll find a prompt submission page links to our wiki links to everything just go to our website you'll find everything you need <clears throat> anywho uh what else do we do jeff has a second podcast if you're interested in jeff who will be making an episode next week solo style party of one party of one is a uh two-player actual play podcast each week jeff sits down with a guest for an actual uh, two-player game. They share a laugh. I'm trying to remember what Jeff says. Maybe a few tears. They have a really great time. New episodes release. I can't remember what day off the top of my head at partyofonepodcast.com. But go listen to Jeff's other show. Jeff is effing brilliant. If you didn't already know, and you need to check that out. Um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, the One Shot Podcast Network is home to a lot of amazing resources for the tabletop enthusiast. If you like learning about creators, if you like listening to actual plays, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of cool interview shows that I think those are my favorite. If you want to dive into those and learn about the people behind games who are involved in games, go check those out immediately. Um, a verbal hug this week. Stay close to the people you love and love them with all your heart. You know, there's, you can't be everywhere at once. Uh, the tale of chestnut waffles is all too real, where you spend your life wondering what if, and you don't get second chances, and that's unfortunate. But the thing is that if you listen to the duo, if you listen to that voice in your heart that tells you what's right, that you know what's right, and you follow that, you can never go wrong. You know, and listen to those around you and enjoy those around you and stay close to your pack. You know, stay close to your owl wolves because they're all you got. And it's always great to add new members to the pack. (laughs) But, you know, don't worry too much about the what if, just to enjoy the doing. I love all of you. Um, And that all out of the way, that's kind of all we do on the show. Thanks to the folks in the Discord. I love you all. You're incredible. And until next time, good night and good game. before we part. I have said that when the horn blows, it will be time to face the azure in battle, and that I wish for all of you to return to my side. But I will force none of you to be my sword or shield. 
Be at my side only if you wish it. To my twelve, go out into the world and chase your own paths, your own dreams. Find what brings you joy and seize it. And when the day comes that the horn blows, I ask all of you to evoke the duo. Stand under their light and ask yourselves, is this truly what I want? All of you have been a beacon of light when I was in darkness. My final mission to you, my twelve knights of dragon, is to be beacons of light to the world. Find your own paths, forge your own futures, and give this world what it needs. I wish you all well in your journeys. May you walk in the light of the Paralune.